Hey, what is up? Welcome to this episode of the Entrepreneur to Entrepreneur podcast. As always, I'm your host, Brian Lofermento, and I have been excited about today's episode for quite some time now because this is one of my favorite topics in the world. It's about online courses. And we're joined by an incredible guest today who really has a passion for taking her expertise and helping others take their expertise and and their knowledge that they want to teach to others and turning it into an online course that actually works and that actually serves people. So let me tell you about today's guest. Her name is Rebecca Cuevas. She's the founder and CEO of Learn and Get Smarter, where she teaches busy creative experts and entrepreneurs how to create online courses. She's been an educator her whole career Career and holds a bachelor's in English from Harvard University, my home state of Massachusetts, as well as two master's degrees in education. Rebecca's mission is to support you in fulfilling your mission through teaching online. Her research-based course design formula, this is what I'm so excited to get into here today, can help you design anything from an entire online academy to a single lesson, workshop, or course while ensuring, ensuring a great learning experience for your participants. She's got her own course. She's got a mastermind group. She takes on private clients. We're going to learn so much from her today. So I'm not going to say anything else. Let's dive straight into my interview with Rebecca Cuevas. All right, Rebecca, there's so much we're going to dive into today. I'm excited, but first things first, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me, Brian. I'm very excited to be here as well. Heck yeah. Obviously, we've got two Northeasterners here on today's episode. We're going to talk fast. We're going to cover a lot of stuff, but let's start with your background first. Take listeners beyond the bio. You obviously are an academic at heart. You're a teacher at heart. How did you get into all the stuff that you're up to today? Oh, wow. All of it. Well, it's interesting because when I first, uh, when I had been working in public utilities here in Southern California, two different public utilities for 15 years, designing and delivering education programs about how the water gets to your house, you know, uh, electrical safety, electrical conversation, conservation, wastewater treatment. And these are fascinating topics. And um, I was privileged to design school education programs that reached thousands of children and, you know, hundreds of schools over a period of years. And then around 2007, I wanted to, you know, I noticed I was going into classrooms and tripping over these digital smart boards. And I thought, oh, wouldn't it be great to put this stuff online and teachers could access it, you know, 24 seven and reach more people. But when I tried to put something that worked so well in the physical classroom online, I discovered that it just wasn't working the same way, you know, and it wasn't engaging. And I tried everything that good teachers instinctively do in classrooms. And I just kept running into this dead end. So I went back to school for a second master's and this one was in instructional technology. And it took me 10 years to basically try all the things that don't work, uh, which led me to discover what does work, you know, what's left when you do that is what does work. And Actually, I now can tell you that that is a process of mindset change where you discover, here's what I could do, but it's not going to be effective. What could work better? And then um, I basically created the course design formula to help other people apply what I'd learned to their to their process. And I wrote my book, this one, Course Design Formula, How to Teach Anything to Anyone Online in 2019. And that was right before the pandemic. So it was fortunate to have that available when there were a lot of people that needed to start teaching, you know, online and needed help. And um, do you want to ask me another question so I don't just 
Yeah, no, I, I love that overview, Rebecca, for so many reasons. And full transparency for both you and the listeners, this topic is so near and dear to my heart because this was really when I got burned out from client-based work in 2012, 2013-ish, what I turned to was online courses because what I realized was I had amassed this library of things that I was good at and that I had learned. My first ever online course, which I launched in 2013, was called Blogging Your Way to Profits. And it's because I started a profitable blog. I started a six-figure blog when I was in college and I love Teach, I loved blogging and I loved teaching it to others. So it's such a thing that changed my life. And, and Rebecca, I'm curious to hear from your perspective. A lot of people have heard of this concept before. And for you and I, it's real life. But for a lot of people, it sounds too good to be true. I can sell my expertise. I can package up the things I know and I can teach others and get paid for it. Talk to us about that broader landscape because I'm sure you also hear this that I remember I heard this a lot as people are like, can't you find information online for free? But we're not selling information. We're selling those transformations. Talk to us about that broader landscape. Well, you just said a mouthful, Brian, and I think that's the key point is, you know, and we we all say it and sometimes we say it fast, but I kind of like to slow us down and really deep dive into this, which is the difference between providing information or selling a digital information product, which you can certainly do, uh, or producing transformation, which is teaching live humans, you know, and the the internet provides us with a, a medium, a mechanism for making that happen. But it's there's a lot of design that has to go into making that happen effectively. You know, if you think of, of say, a house, right, would you wouldn't start building a house by just grabbing some bricks and or some wood and just start nailing things together because it's going to fall down, right? There's a science to building a house that is going to stand the test of time and, and be functional for people. And also you have to understand what type of house and what the rules are for building that type of house. And the same is true for a course. Of course, I like the house metaphor because an effective course that produces transformation is really a place for people to live. You know, another thing that often goes with online courses is the idea of community, creating a community. And there too, I hear people sort of starting with a focus on the platform or the medium, and that should be the effect, not the cause. The cause should be what's the purpose of the community? What's the purpose of the course? How does the community support the course? You know, and once you have these understood as design decisions, then you can build something that really is fit for its purpose. So I'd love you to jump back in, Brian, because I I don't want to go too far afield. Yeah, no. And I appreciate that because for me, there's so many different directions we could go from here. But first things first, I can't help but think hearing you talk about this. And I love the house analogy because you're right. I feel like when it comes to online courses, a lot of people do just lay a brick and they're like, well, I need to teach people. Let's just say blogging, for example. Well, I need to teach people how to set up a blog. I'll create a lesson about that. Well, I need to teach people about how to write a blog post. I'll I'll create a lesson on that. But there is no overarching blueprint. I'm super curious to hear from your perspective before we talk about what's right. I want to hear about your course design formula. What are some of those mistakes? Because not all courses are created equal. Not every course, even if it's great information, it's not going to give people results. Rebecca, you talked about it's a personal, you you struck me personally where you're like, I would walk into these classrooms and see all these smart boards. Gosh, how many teachers when I was in high school and college had smart boards? It didn't enhance the way that they taught us. What are some of those mistakes? What are we getting wrong in the world of online courses? Well, you just hit the nail on the head with the the main one, which is thinking that the media, which is the the effect, you know, is can can 
produce results. You know, what the media is just a tool, right? It's like your hammer is not going to build your house for you. You have to know what you want to do with it. So, so basically what needs the, the, you asked me to talk about what's wrong. So the first thing that's wrong is when people don't have a plan and aren't focused on what is the result I want to achieve. Instead, they're just focused on what's my content. So I'm going to switch to a different metaphor now, which is crowns and gems. So people have their gems of content. And as you you can see from this one, they're very valuable. They're beautiful. They're what I'm holding up for those that are listening is, is a I got it at Michael's for, you know, $5, but it looks like a very beautiful, valuable, multifaceted gem. So that's your content, you know, so you said they want to teach people how to write a blog or something, you know, that's very valuable and and people would be interested in learning it. But let's think about who first, who are the people? (coughs) Why do they want to write a blog? What kind of blog do they want to write? I'm going to take a sip of tea just a second. You know, um, what kind of experience, you know, is what are their challenges in writing a blog? Is it that they need to learn the skill of writing a blog? Or do they perhaps have a mindset blockage that needs to be overcome first, you know, get over their fear of writing a blog or their imposter syndrome or whatever. I have found through running 10 cohorts of my course design formula master course that often I have people come in who are focused on teaching a skill. And they, as they start working through the process of creating their course, they realize that their audience first has to overcome the mindset issues that get in the way. And so often what they end up doing is creating a whole academy, not just one course. So they say, let me first start with the mindset. You know, that becomes the foundation, what brings people in. So example, what's not working for you? Well, that can be your marketing. You know, are you feeling X, Y, Z? You know, are you struggling with so-and-so? That's your marketing to bring people in because they feel heard and seen. Yeah, that's what I'm struggling with. And then, you know, your your program, of course, is the what could work better part, but other components of mindset change, and I'll tell you where this comes from in a minute, whose research this comes from. Other components are, getting really clear on your why for why you want to do learn the skill or do the thing. Um, Seeing inspiring role models who are doing it the right way and and getting good results. That's very important when you want to change your mindset about something and then having long-term support. So let's say you want to change people's, you know, mindset and behavior about something that's very challenging and you, you can't just, here's a, here's something that doesn't work for that. You can't just create a digital information product and set it and forget it because people need long-term ongoing support to make that happen. So <clears throat> everything I just described about mindset comes from the research of Robert M. Gagné, who discovered something that he called the five domains of learning and mindset changes one of them. And that I just described the structure that he found. I, you know, I've sort of, simplified it to make it very accessible for people to create their own course, but it's based on Gagne's research of what he found works to produce effective mindset change. So if you were creating a mindset change course, you know, what doesn't work is to just say, oh, get over, get over yourself, stop eating Pop-Tarts, broccoli is better for you. That's not, totally not going to work as every parent knows or every teacher knows or coach knows, right? So, but what does work is to say, you know, you could just lie on the couch eating Pop-Tarts, but how is that going to work for you when you want to run that marathon? So uh, let's talk about what could work better, you know, and let's see some inspiring role models who have run marathons. And why do you want to run a marathon, both short-term and long-term? What's your what's your motivation? And here's how I can support you long-term. So once you provide that structure in the right way, 
you start to see results that are very powerful. And I just described one of the five domains of learning. Yeah, Rebecca, I love that overview. What I'm hearing, and I firmly believe the older that I get in life, as well as in my entrepreneurial journey, the more that I understand that the best advice comes not from looking internally, but looking at the people that we're meant to serve. And that's what I heard in your answer there is, hey, it's not on you to get in front of a wall with a bunch of post-it notes and start mapping out a course. Think about the person on the other side. So obviously, it lends us naturally into going down the right path, which you have spent a lot of time and and intentional thought developing your course design formula. Talk to us about what is that formula? What are these right ways that you've encompassed in your approach to creating online courses that transform? Well, you know, Brian, I just actually invented something called the course design formula game. And I'm having and it basically summarizes the steps of the formula. And it's so much fun to play it without your own content. In other words, if you want to just understand the formula as a process, you play a kind of, um, it's almost like creating a website with lorem ipsum text, you know, placeholder text. So that helps you see the process. So the process goes like this. First of all, pick, I'm going to use a funny metaphor, pick a cow, you know, and the cow is a metaphor I'm using for your whole topic. Because one of the things I say is don't serve a whole cow. Nobody can eat a whole cow, right? So that's because one of the things people do wrong in creating an online course is try to teach everything they know about the subject, you know, all at once in one course. You know, I've been studying this for 40 years. I'm an expert. Let me tell you in an hour what it is. Now you do it. That that just, I can tell you right now, it doesn't work, right? So first pick your, pick your area that you want to focus on, your topic. I call it the cow. And then narrow it down to the size of a steak. And then narrow it down again to the size of a meatball. And now I don't even eat beef, so it's just a metaphor, right? But in other words, you want to start with something small because people can only process a small amount of stuff at a time. And then the next thing to do is get clear on who your audience is and what their starting point is. So in other words, what do they already know about the topic? What do they want to know? What And then think about the factors that motivate them. So again, from Gagne's research, Robert Gagne's research, he discovered three motivational factors that are really helpful. One is curiosity. You know, what makes them curious? That's like the, the kindling, like this very small twigs that would start a fire. You know, the curiosity is just gets the spark going. And then what gives them a feeling of self-efficacy? In other words, self-efficacy means that feeling of I'm doing this, I'm successful, I can do it step by step. You know, that's the medium-sized logs that kind of get, you know, keep the fire, you know, to where it's really going to be burning steadily. And then finally, what do they want to achieve? Their ultimate goal of why they would want to learn this from you. That's like the big logs, you know, that really make make this a successful heat generating, you know, thing. And so once you understand what your audience wants to achieve, that becomes your learning goal. You know, now, one caveat on that is that they may want to achieve something, but you as an expert may realize that in order to achieve that, they first have to do this other thing. You know, so I've heard people say, you know, um, tell, give them, tell them what they want, but give them what they need. The challenge there is we want to be honest with our audience, you know? So again, this is why I, I really feel it comes down to creating a relationship with your community um, being a guide, a mentor, you know, as a, as a solopreneur, and I assume, is it, am I correct in thinking most of our listeners are solopreneurs? Is that the structure? You know, that's what I, my business is. That's what most of my, my audience uh, is as well. 
you know, you get the, the joy of that is that you get to create a way of working and a space, you know, in the in the online digital business world that is dedicated to what's important to you. And so, you know, the first thing there, if you want to have customers, though, is to find out what's important to them as well. You know, unless you know, so this is a lot of pre-work, you know, that you do before you even start teaching something. Narrow down your topic, identify your audience and understand them, understand what they already know and what they want to know and what is motivating to them. Then you, from there, you develop you know, your, their starting point is point A, their ending point that they want to get to and achieve is point B. And point B is the key to the whole course design formula. And again, based on Gagne's research. So once you understand they, what they want to achieve, it, then you need to decide one of five types of learning that will be most impactful to help them achieve that. So Give me an example, Brian, of pick a topic so we can actually work with this. Yeah, let, let's roll. Let's do effective social media for businesses. Effective social media for businesses. So what do you think? Um, l- let me just play the game with you. And is that okay? Like you could stay. Yeah, absolutely. Let's do it in real okay, time. Let's, let's, Listeners let's, know this isn't pre-planned. So this will be fun. <laughs> actually, I could actually, I don't know if I can share my screen. I could, could actually show you the game if you want. Yeah, listeners won't be able to see it. Uh, yeah. Okay. Okay. So we'll just do it verbally. So, okay. So you said effective social media. So now narrow that down. Okay. Narrow so- that down more. Yeah, let's go agency-based businesses who want to get better at using social media to get more clients. Okay, now narrow it down one more time. Yeah, let's go web design agencies. Web design agencies that want to get better at using social media for their business. Okay, so what are they now? um, Who's the audience for that? Yes, so they do websites for, let's say, local businesses like restaurants. Okay, that I like the specificity. Okay, so what what do you think they're? Um, what do they already know about this, and what they know could be what's not working for them, or something like that? It's yeah, they they definitely know that one. They're terrible at social media because they can't okay. find the consistency. <laughs> Two, they don't even know what to post, and three, they're getting no results from it. So they really know what doesn't work, what they've been doing, and that it doesn't work. Okay, and what what are they curious about? They're curious if social media can actually have positive ROI and get them clients. Exciting, exciting. Okay. And what what are they already good at? Like we, we've heard some things that they're not good at and that they're frustrated by, but what gives them a feeling of self-efficacy? Like, oh, this is what I'm in the zone and I can really do stuff. Yeah, I'd say just role-playing this out. I'd say that they're really good. They're practitioners. So if they're a web design agency, they're really good at building websites and they love seeing that end result when they deliver a website that looks like it's from 2024 and not 1995 for local restaurants. Exciting. Okay, so we know what they're good at and and we sort of see what hasn't been working for them. So what do they want to achieve ultimately? Get more clients. They want to get more clients. Okay. So now we're going to this is the this is where the rubber meets the road now, Brian. Point B, okay? The the learning goal of this imaginary course that we're creating. Um, what would the um, learning goal be of the course? I need you to stay on because I need you to tell me the answers. Yeah, I'd say the goal is to know what to post on social media, when to post, how to get in front of their ideal customers. That's for sure the important thing. And then how to actually translate social media into actual sales. So what I'm hearing is our course is going to be, there's out of, remember I told you there's five different types of, of 
end result. What you just described is not about mindset change. They're, they're, they're already motivated to do this, right? But they need to learn some skills, some how-to skills. But the question that I have is, will the answer to these questions be the same for everybody? In other words, does it matter what kind of web agency they are or um, will, or is the answer, it depends? Is there an, it depends in there? There's probably an it depends in there because I'd say there's varying degrees of social media tolerance across agency owners. Some of them are probably more excited about it. Some of them are probably more comfortable being on video, for example, if they're going to create video content. Some of them could just be starting out and they've never made a social post in their life. So yeah, there's a whole spectrum within there. So, well, let's start with treating it like a how-to course, which is one of the five domains of learning. And we'll, if you don't like it, we'll change it to a, it depends, which is what I, a cognitive strategy, which is a learn how to learn what you need to do. And we might be able to integrate them. So the how-to, teach a how-to, which sort of is the nuts and bolts of what you said, is let's start by talking about what are the big ideas about creating web-based social media, you know, effective websites for promoting, was it restaurants? Mm -hmm. um, yes. So we start with the big ideas. So that would be the, you know, obviously every course is going to have welcome introduction, all that stuff that we're not worrying about the boilerplate after that, the meat of the course, you know, first is big ideas, foundational concepts that you need to understand. The next big chunk is going to be tools and resources, you know, so maybe sure they've already got tools like websites and stuff like that, but maybe they need some kind of research market research tools or some kind of, you know, I don't know the tools that they would need, but they would know because they're, you know, this is their area or you would know as if you're creating the course, then you have the steps to follow. So the and I'll tell you more about that in a minute. That's the heart of a how to process, you know, do this, do this, do this. And then finally, we have the what I call make it work for you, the tweaks and adjustments. So the idea of teaching a, a skill is that you you want it when by the time you get to do this, do this, do this, the steps in module three, you have to have cleared away any confusion that would have existed about what are we doing? Why are we doing this? I don't understand the idea behind this. And you also have to make sure that they have the tools they need in order to to do the steps so that you know if you're teaching how to how to change a tire the time to explain that you need a jack is not well while the car is up in the air you know the jack needs to be there to lift the car up so so first of all how does that feel to you that that structure like big ideas tools and resources follow these steps tweak it to adjust does that feel like ah knife through butter that would solve the whole thing or do you feel like a nails on a chalkboard like mm -mm, that's not harmonious at all yeah, I mean, I'll tell you, obviously, I can only speak for me and thinking about the listeners that we hear from all the time. Yeah, it's those types of frameworks that's super helpful for us. I will be honest, Rebecca, hearing your perspective on this, I don't think as many people are as strategic and my word of 2023 is intentional. I'm hearing a level of intentionality from you that probably doesn't go on to into typical online courses. I know that listeners are going to be thinking, wait, Rebecca, this is one of five different learning styles. Like, what's that list look like? I'm curious to hear that as well. So, and by the way, that's the key to what works is understanding which of the five is going to take your specific audience to the specific result you're promising them, the transformation. If you want your business to be one that really delivers transformation. So people go, yeah, there's lots of businesses that provide, you know, whatever you're providing, but I want to go with yours because yours is the one that gets results. This is the key if your business is an online course business. So the key, so the five are and this, this is the research of Robert Gagné, the five are of domains of learning are mindset change that I talked about before, 
how to, uh, he calls them intellectual skills, which I just described. Verbal information, that would be a simple, you know, orchids of North America, like a simple course providing factual information that somebody could just describe later. Uh, and that could be anything from a simple, you know, the 10 things you need to know about, you know, making money online to, you know, different philosophies of business and how they apply in the digital versus offline world at a college or graduate school level. But the end result of a verbal information course is that people will be able to talk about it, not that they will necessarily be able to perform a skill. And then you have a cognitive strategy, which is where you learn how to learn something that it could be as simple as, you know, learning a trick for the nine times table, or it could be as complex as becoming a better student at math, which would, you know, require learning many different tricks for all different aspects of math. Um, and then finally, we have motor skills, which is physical, physical movement, actually improving your physical, you know, the example I use is do the hokey pokey, you know, you put your right foot in, you put your right foot out, you, you know, you do the hokey pokey, and you turn yourself about that's like four steps, right to put together into a smooth movement routine. And you might say, well, how do you teach that online? Well, there's lots of people teaching all sorts of motor skills on online. So those are the five to review them. There was verbal information, attitude change, how to or intellectual skills, cognitive strategy and motor skills, and each of them has its own structure. So once you understand that, you know, once you clarify your point B, I want to provide this transformation for my clients and my customers, that's what they're going to pay me for. That's the result they want, that's going to make them go talk to their friends and rave about my business, because it really worked, you know, and I'm going to be having market share as opposed to other businesses, because mine actually works. That's the key. Uh, you know, and then once you understand the domains of learning, I make it very simple to structure your course quickly based on that. And if you get that oh, knife through butter, this feels so smooth. I finally understand how I can take all my content and share it without being led around and around and around because most experts, that's what happens to them. They, they know so much about their topic that if you start, this is a thing that doesn't work. If you start with your topic and start with your content, you're going to end up going around in circles because everything's connected to everything else. But if you understand, oh, I've, and here comes another metaphor. I'm sorry, I use a lot of metaphors. Uh, I need one of five kinds of closets. Here's how I set it up. Now I've got all the shelves right. Then just go get your content and put it where it goes. And it's just magic. It just falls into place. Yeah, I love, I'm a big fan of analogies as well. So I love when you use those, especially the the fire one, I think is so relevant because it's fascinating. How do I start the fire? How do I keep that fire going? And then how do I let that fire burn in all the great ways that it wants to? So yeah, Rebecca, I love this overview. I want to go back because one of my favorite quotes, I love both analogies, but I also love quotes. One of my favorite quotes is from Albert Einstein, where he said, if you want to impress someone, make it complicated. If you want to help someone, make it simple. And I, <laughs> I want to come that. back to the example that you and I were rolling with on the fly, which is you had asked me, well, is this an it depends? Talk to us about that, because I know a lot of people when they start their business, when they start their online course, when they start any endeavor, they convince themselves that it's way more complicated, that there's a million different possibilities. How do you handle that in something like an online course format where, yeah, there could be a million different it depends, but how do we boil that into an effective learning environment where people can actually get that transformation? 
I love the question and I love thinking about this, Brian. So the, the, it depends. We discovered in my master course, which is a community of practice for transformational online teaching, we discovered around cohort six that if the answer to how do I do this is it depends, your course is a cognitive strategy where you're helping people learn how to learn what they need to know to, to do this thing, as opposed to we always do it this way. You know, but the, so the way you teach a cognitive strategy is you explain the strategy, you have them practice the strategy, and then you provide some way for them to get feedback. And it doesn't have to be from you, the instructor, but they have to get feedback on how well it's working for them. And usually what I've discovered is you don't just do this once, explain one thing, have them practice it, get feedback, we're done. Usually it's going to be a series of steps where you go through that over and over again. For example, my master course, you know, it's 14 weeks and every week I explain, you know, one step of the process I just showed you, you know, what's your cow, narrow it down, you know, and then I explain it, have them practice it, doing something self-paced and then reflect on how it went for them. So it, give me an example for the It Depends course and I'll, I'll show you how we can make it real quick. Yeah, let's roll with, gosh, this one I think is harder for me to come up with on the fly. Make, make a silly one. It doesn't have to be a, a good one. It, anything. Yeah, okay. Actually, no, let's roll with the social media one. I don't even know which social media platform I should be on, which of course depends because it depends on where my ideal customers are. But even hearing a social media expert say that doesn't provide me any of those answers just yet. I love it. Okay, so you're a you're a restaurant. You want to promote restaurants on social media through creating great websites, and you and also through through expanding your website's fine, but you want to expand to social media, and you don't know which platforms to focus on. So right. learn how to learn. The course is learn how to learn which social media platforms will get you the most ROI for your you know for your business, right? So you're going to explain the strategy probably now there's lots of ways you could explain it, right? Maybe you would explain the strategy for um, standing out on Instagram and then have them try that. That's the practice piece. And then have them notice, like give them actual metrics, you know? Um, so probably explain the strategy. Here's the interesting piece about that. The strategy itself could be any of the domains of learning. So let's say the strategy is going to be a how to the strategy is going to be how to stand out on Instagram, right? So you tell them, here's the big ideas about standing out on Instagram. Here's the tools and resources for standing out on Instagram. Follow these steps to, to do well on Instagram. Here's some inspiring role models of other restaurants that are doing well on Instagram. Here's how I'll support you in doing that. Okay. That's the, you understand the process. Now go try it. That's the practice piece. And maybe you're going to get some of the tools and resources you're going to give them are maybe ways of measuring their metrics to see how many of their new customers are coming in from Instagram? What kind of, you know, responses are they getting to their campaigns? You know, and then they're going to reflect on that. Maybe then the next week you would have them, you would teach them how to stand out on TikTok. And again, big ideas about how TikTok works, tools and resources that we're giving you to, you know, do your TikTok posts and videos. Um, follow these steps to, to create your, your media. Uh, and here's how you're going to um, tweak it and adjust it, you know, and then the practice piece would be you've posted on TikTok for a week, what kind of results did you get? Uh, and then the reflection is, okay, now let's start comparing, you know, Instagram and TikTok ongoing monitoring results. And you could keep going for, you know, as many social media platforms as you want to as you want to do. I actually think that would be a fabulous course. 
And uh, how do you, how do you feel about that course? Yeah, I agree with you on that. And honestly, it makes me think about college. For example, is that college? I was an economics and finance major. There's no way for any finance professor to tell us here's how to react when market conditions are X, Y, or Z. The thing that I'm really hearing, the ingredient that I think most course creators forget about, is that practice element. That's what I'm really hearing from you, Rebecca, which is so different from. I'm not going to lie. I'll say this publicly here on the air is that I don't like the way that marketers talk about online courses because they have a tendency of saying this is totally passive income. And I'm hearing the opposite from you, Rebecca. I'm hearing, no, this is the active way to actually help people and deliver transformation. So I think that's the biggest thing. And it's that practice piece that's really standing out. And it goes all the way back. It's fun for me when these conversations come full circle because now we're not talking about selling information on the internet. We're talking about delivering transformations. Exactly. Amen to that. And so actually what you're talking about gets into another big idea that that also derives from Gagné's research. And by the way, the course design formula isn't just only Gagné's research. It combines with a lot of other things. But these are some of the most pr- important big ideas to really, you know, that are foundational. So Gagné observed good teachers in action. And he discovered that they were all doing these nine things in the same order. And he named those, he didn't create those or invent them, but he discovered them and described them. He called them the nine events of instruction. And event five is guided practice. And that is the hardest thing to deliver online. First of all, you have to realize you need to do it. Secondly, you need design skill to understand how to make that happen in an online context, the hardest, of course, is to produce asynchronous guided practice. In other words, you know, I, I agree with you, Brian, I don't like the term passive income, it's async, it can be asynchronous income. In other words, you literally could be asleep, and someone could be, you know, buying your course and learning from it. But you were very much awake when you created it, and you have to create it in such a way that it will teach effectively for you in your absence, that takes a tremendous amount of skill. So most people who are presenting information on the internet in the model that you just, you know, mentioned you don't like, which which I, I totally share your sympathies on that, that model, most people are just thinking about event four, which is present the instruction. You know, it is easy to present information in a digital format. That's not the same. That's I just call that exposing people to information. That's not teaching. So imagine if you ordered a pizza. And, you know, a, a twelve slice, a nine slice pizza, let's say, and it came with only one slice. You wouldn't be very happy, right? So that's what happens when we only do one of the events of instruction. So, um, yeah. So that's at the lesson level. We want to make sure that we provide that guided practice and and a cognitive strategy. Like uh, all good teaching involves guided practice, but with the cognitive strategy, guided practice is actually so important that it's like a whole module. You know, it's like, yeah, it's not enough for me to just tell you the strategy. Now you got to actually try it and see how it worked for you. You know, and what I want you to hear from a business, let's talk about business design, because you can use the course design formula to design your whole business and also to design your website. I'm I'm remodeling my website right now and I'm realizing I'm using a, a mindset change structure to remodel my website. So, you know, which is what's not working on the website, what could work better, finding out from my audience what they like, what they don't like, you know, and then, um, you know, taking it from there. So anyway, in terms of designing your whole business, we already just created two courses real quickly. We outlined them, right? A how-to skills course as far as, you know, here's how to improve your marketing. And then 
a cognitive strategy where you learn how to learn which platforms are going to be most impactful for your business. And everybody in that program might get different results. So then you could say, well, here's, I'm going to introduce another tool. This is Babushka. Babushka is my virtual, virtual assistant. And she helps me explain this concept of scale. I call it the trippy issue of scale, the scale of what you're designing. So your whole business in this case is the outer doll. Let's say your whole business is about producing mindset change to say that we're not going to just, this is my business. We're not just going to, you know, expose people to information. We're going to produce real transformation. That's the outer doll. So that has to have a mindset structure. In here, we have our learning academy. So that's, you know, we'll figure out the structure of that later. In here, we have our individual courses and we have, could go smaller and smaller. Each course has lessons. Each lesson has individual media items. Or you could say, let's just have the editor all be the course. Then this is a module and this is a lesson. But the, the key is that at every level that you're designing at, you, you, you apply those five domains of learning at that level. So if your business is about producing mindset change, you know, you're going to start with what's not working for people, the whole, the inner part of the business, basically the the heart of the business is going to be, here's what could work better and how I can help you achieve that. Right. Um, but you're also going to have to provide support and so forth. So it actually tells you how to structure your business as well as how to, and, and the key to everything, Ryan, is focusing on the purpose of the thing you're designing, that point B with a goal, you know, in other words, how can we produce transformation if we're not clear on what the transformation is and what we want to have have happen. Yeah, I'll tell you what, Rebecca, for me with the my word of the year for 2023 being intention, this is hitting at the right moment because it genuinely, genuinely is listeners. I want to call this out for you all directly right here, right now is what you're hearing from Rebecca is that level of intentionality. You can see why I'm so excited to have her here on the air today, because when we talk about a course design formula, it really is that. How many times has Rebecca turned to, in our conversation here today, has she turned to actual research? She's not making it up as she goes. So Rebecca, I love these insights. Speaking of coming full circle, I love the fact that you put a Bostonian and a New Yorker in the room and we talk, you used pizza as the example. We order a pizza, we want the whole pie. So I love that, Rebecca. We are short on time here today, but I'll tell you what, listeners, what I also love about Rebecca's approach and business is not just that that she's leaving you with all this stuff. She wants to deliver transformative powers for you to actually go deep into this stuff. This was an incredible intro to it. Rebecca's got books. She's got online courses. She's got online coaching. There's so many options for you to go through from here. So Rebecca, with that in mind, gosh, we've plowed, I don't know how, I mean, we're already at 40 minutes for here, us here on this show. That is an extensive episode, but I still feel like it's only the tip of the iceberg. So I know listeners will be keen to go deeper into your world. So share those links for us here at the end of this episode today. Where should listeners go to learn all this stuff much more in depth and start taking action and delivering transformations? Well, the main place to go is my website, learnandgetsmarter.com, and also my book, which is on Amazon. Uh, this is really the best way to, to learn about the course design formula. Course design formula, how to teach anything to anyone online. It's on Amazon. It's on wherever books are sold. You can get it. And that would be the place to start. And I, I believe, Brian, will you be including uh, show notes with links to my LinkedIn? And, you know, I, I'd love for people to reach out anyway you know, send a carrier pigeon, you know, it's like any way that you want to connect Rebecca at learnandgetsmarter.com, or you can find me on LinkedIn, um, Facebook, and I'd 
really, I'm here to support you. I'm here to help you fulfill your mission with the people you want to serve through teaching online. And it would be great, a great honor to do that. Yes, listeners, you all know the drill. We are including all the incredible links and resources that Rebecca has available to you. Her website is learnandgetsmarter.com. You're going to find that as the portal to so many good things. But scroll right on down, wherever it is that you're tuning into today's episode. We're also directly linking to her book on Amazon. We're directly linking to her online course. However deep you want to dive into it, whether you want to start with a book and figure it out from there, or you want to dive real deep and go straight into Rebecca's online services. You're going to find all of that down below wherever it is that you're tuning in, as well as a link to Rebecca's personal LinkedIn. It's how we came across her work. We're big fans of the way that you operate, Rebecca. So listeners, if you want to connect with her, if you want to say thank you, don't be shy about reaching out. Most people, as a content creator, I know, most people are too shy to ever reach out. Be one of the few that stands out. So Rebecca, on behalf of myself and the entire Entrepreneur to Entrepreneur community, thank you so much. You've transformed us. You've blown our minds. You've dispelled myths. Thanks for coming on the show today. Thanks for having me, Brian. It's been such a pleasure. Hey, it's Brian here. And thanks for tuning in to yet another episode of the Entrepreneur to Entrepreneur podcast. If you haven't checked us out online, there's so much good stuff there. Check out the show's website and all the show notes that we talked about in today's episode at theentrepreneurshow.com. And I just want to give a shout out to our amazing guests. There's a reason why we are ad-free and have produced so many incredible episodes five days a week for you. And it's because our guests step up to the plate. These are not sponsored episodes. These are not infomercials. Our guests help us cover the costs of our productions. They so deeply believe in the power of getting their message out in front of you, awesome entrepreneurs and entrepreneurs that they contribute to help us make these productions possible. So thank you to not only today's guests, but all of our guests in general. And I just want to invite you check out our website because you can send us a voicemail there. We also have live chat. If you want to interact directly with me, go to theentrepreneurshow.com, initiate a live chat. It's for real me. And I'm excited because I'll see you as always every Monday, Wednesday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday here on the Entrepreneur to Entrepreneur podcast.